This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. How are we feeling today, guys? I'm feeling randy. Randy. How are you feeling, I got, Billy? I got my cut waters. I, there's still some sunlight. I am ready to go. You know, Lex, I did see that you influenced some people on the Facebook group to drink some cut waters. And no one was sorry, I bet, because they're so... Well done. It's a craft cocktail in a can. Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> for another free ad for them. That's but the thing. That's what I got to say. You are you are influential. In a Pe- micro sense, I'll take that. A micro, micro influencer. A micro influencer. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> Billy, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling I'm on top of the world. He is. There you go. Yeah. Honestly, it's better if, than we usually get. If it was a world of doom <sighs> on top and of gloom. Doom doomed world speaking of doom have either of you started watching severance finished it days ago oh my god billy yeah no uh no i don't think so i was so upset i actually thought that i had one more episode that's what i thought i was like there's not 10 no i was like there must be another episode with the way that this ended for the ninth episode like it's gotta jump right back into what's happening god i loved it i thought it was so good It's one of like the best shows I've seen in so long. And just like the sense of dread and doom. Billy, you would love it. Great. It sounds wonderful. That's what I need. Some of of the aesthetics I thought were so well done. Very like squid game looking, some of it. Yeah. um, With just the monochrome and just, again, not an ad, but holy shit, what a show. I know. The aesthetics and yeah, the... the, uh, Well, I, I will say what I'm watching. You guys probably aren't watching it, but you should... It's winning time on HBO Max. What's it about? about, It's about the 1980s Lakers. It's scripted. It's really good. Scripted, huh? Yes. Scripted scripted sports show doesn't sound like scripted sports show. You'll like it. I'm telling you. I don't think I would. It's good. I'm telling you. (laughs) John 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 C. Riley is freaking amazing. Um, I do love John C. Riley, but I don't think I'm going to watch a sports scripted show. I I would just like you to watch one episode. However, I Mm. love Ted Lasso. I've never been more moved by a series in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, and that's about sports. And I well, seem mm-hmm. to... Jack, have you watched it yet? I can't. I watched a little bit of it. And I just like... It wasn't hooking me the way that it was hooking wait, everybody wait, when else. did you watch Ted Lasso? Because I talked about Ted Lasso so much. And you never have shared this with me, Alexis. I've binged it in the last week. Oh, okay. oh you're a new Ted All Lasso right. watcher. Yes. Yeah. 
I finally, I don't know why this has turned into what we're watching, but I have finally gotten into the thing about Pam now. And it. it took me, okay, nobody was explaining it to me what it actually was. I'm like, I fucking listen to the podcast. I know what happens. I don't need to watch another thing about this case. Like, I know everything. You're like, oh, this is Renee Zellweger and uh, Josh, what's his Dumel? name? Oh, yeah, him. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to say what I'm going to say. Josh Dumel, who I accidentally went on a date with. Yeah. 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 And I was literally uh, laughing about that when I saw him playing the lawyer. But I loved what they did because it was like they're still having Keith Morrison narrate it. It was this oh like, crossover that I've never seen. And Renee Zellweger fucking slays the role. She's so good. Genius. She's fucking amazing. The whole thing is so good. I just love the the vibe of it is like so quirky and weird and like a little campy like I really fucking love it well and they do this thing where you know they have this like mashup of versions of the story a person's telling and then they have this they have the actors do like the several different versions in a super speed it's just it's it's a new way of doing um scripted true crime and I've never seen it and they nailed it they really and honestly there was like a large chance of that bombing like it could have been bad, but whatever cre- the creative vision they had came through. But yeah, because at first I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And at the end of the first episode, I was like, "Okay, I'll give another one a shot." And then I was hooked. Yeah, hopefully yeah. they do it again for the what was it? The thing about Helen and Olga, like their new. Oh my version. god, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, it's like the new thing that's in that feed. Yeah, the it's, the new, date, it's the new Dateline miniseries type All of deal. Right. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. I'm out Ugh. of content. Well, I love that little catch up on what we've been watching. I that know. Was, yeah. That was great. Um, let's talk about our Patreon for like a real quick second. Yes. Because I'm really thriving just in this moment of being in it. It's been so great. I love that we have our little world, the first the underground that we're, I didn't know that there, you could do messages and posts down there. Who knew? We can talk to each other. We can like level with one another. Yes. Direct messages come to us. We, everything gets responded to. Um, and we know who our real G's are, frankly. Yeah, we do. No, we do. We do really love it. And thank you so much for your support. Thank you. We love it. And uh, we're really excited. I mean, to keep, we spent a lot of time before we started recording today, just brainstorming about how to improve it and uh, engage more and make you all happier, which has always been our goal from the beginning. Yeah. Yes. And all the different types of ep- episodes that we could do, including the one that we did this week, which was our first Keep Your Friends Close episode mm-hmm. so it's like a first degree without the interview yeah. but we're like just you saying, get you know really into the case mother's right. day is coming up could be a nice a lovely mother's day gift a patreon um, membership <laughs> i thought sure you were can. gonna say we're gonna do like a nice mother's day episode no <laughs> i was like what a way we to can. celebrate i mean <laughs> well honestly something will have to come out that week yes and we maybe. could we could do a thing where we call all of our moms Oh, that's Where we cute. do like a mom episode, but st- we have to see if the dates line up. So don't get your hopes up, everyone. We'll see. Who, who knows? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that was a great catch up, you guys. <sighs> I feel fucking fulfilled finally. Billy, what is the day today? All right. We're going to bring it down right now. Um, right. April 21st and in 1930, there was a fire at the Ohio State Penitentiary and it killed 320 inmates. Now, many of them were trapped in their cells and those that didn't burn to death, they perished from smoke inhalation. And it was the most lethal prison fire in American history. And this, the, the, the prison was only designed to hold 1,500 people, 
but it had 4,300 people. Remember, we're talking about April 21st, 1930. This is the you know the first year of the Depression. Hmm. There were a lot of people in there for minor crimes, people that were in there just for you know not paying theft bills or minor or, theft yeah, or not paying you know, all that all so that kind sad. of crap. Yeah. Oh my god. So nobody really knows um why the fire was started. Um but, you know two of the three prisoners were accused of setting a fire and they actually the ones that were accused ended up taking their own lives. In the end the fire killed more people than the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. I mean that's a much more famous fire and, and to be quite frank I'd never heard of this fire before until Me today. neither. And there's the um, the shirtwaist uh, triangle factory fire in New York City, which you hear about all the time because that was a big thing with um, uh, uh, workers' rights and everything like that. And that happened on April 21st, 1930. So there was a lot of super big disasters in this country, but we very, very rarely have ever heard about this one. So Damn. remember it. Mm. Awful. Very awful. Do we have a uh, true crime in real time going on this yes. week? Yes. I've been doing true crime investigative journalism for almost 25 years now. I have never been more livid than I was on Friday. And this is what happened. Oh, no. I saw. I was hurt. Yes. So there's a uh, a case. There is a cop who is a vice cop who would uh, pick up women while he was in plain clothes and say, either let me have sex with you, a.k.a. let me rape you, or you're going to jail. What? He would do this all of the time. His name was Andrew Mitchell, and he worked for the Columbus Police Department. He pulls over a um, a younger woman named Donna Castleberry. Um, he doesn't have a ID. He doesn't have a radio, police radio. And he does his normal thing where he picks her up. He drives her right next to a side street, right next up to a building. So the passenger's uh, door, you can't get out of the passenger door. So so she's right up against the passenger door. <clears throat> and he gives her his spiel. And she says, you're not a cop, whatever. What's his spiel? His spiel is either you're going to jail or I'm going to rape you. Either, basically, he doesn't use those words. She is like... I don't know who this guy is. She's kind of heard about him a little bit before because he's done this to so many people before. She takes out a knife and tries to escape and stabs him in the hand. And then there's no place for her to go. So she jumps into the back seat. He shoots her six times oh, and kills her. Oh, my God. What Did this just happen? It, this happened a few years ago. Now, this is in... I reason why I know this because I've been in Columbus a lot. This is in my book that's coming out. But this guy went to trial... And the jury was deadlocked at 7-5, and they declared a mistrial. And this is such a clear case of, of a cop, because it has been proven the things that he would do to these women. This is what his M.O. was. And she knew that she was in a position. She was trying to defend herself. And she jumped in. And then this is what happened. So I've been really trying to get loud about this, because... I will tell you something that the prosecutor sent out a really cryptic, and they always do this at like 5 p.m. on a Friday, saying, we're going to do all we can to bring about finality to this case. And when you say finality to this case makes it sound like they're just going to sweep it under the rug and say, hey, we're not going to charge him again. He's got other federal charges against or him Or like though. they're going to give him a plea deal. Right. Or something like, I don't know. But yeah. But it's just, I, I can't believe that this happened. 
And I've been dealing, you know, talking with everybody that has been involved with it, but it is something that, uh, it, true crime in real time, certainly, but I've never been more pissed off in my life than, um, than this, what just happened right here. So, yeah, it's, 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 uh, crushing and, you know, women though are used to this. It's just like not surprising yeah. or shocking anymore. You know, you hear shit like this all the time, egregious shit, uh, and I, yeah, it's going to take the change of like one jurisdiction at a time to nail people to the wall who are doing things like this. But it's been yeah. going on for fucking ever. It's been and, going on and, forever. And I bet you there's yeah. a litany of complaints against him already that nothing oh, no, was there done. There's a ton of complaints against this guy. There's a ton of complaints against other people that were in the vice squad. So much so that the vice squad in Columbus is gone. They completely got rid of it. Not only that, if you really want to add on to this piece of shit, he's a slumlord. And one of the things that he would do is he would... Um, in exchange, if a, if a girl couldn't pay rent or something like that, he would he would you know get sexual favors from them for, from them for that. Ugh. The guy is bad bad news, and he's just symbolic of the way that law enforcement deal with sex workers right. across the country or and, women, like or, you know, or, and women in general. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did they find Did they find out it was him like immediately after he killed her, or was it? Just... Yeah, because he had to go to the he he, he, he had, had to re- go report it because he had a he had a. He couldn't hide it anymore because he had a hand injury. What was his ex- um, excuse? You know, it was actually on audio too, and you hear her. You hear her like, like saying, "I'm sorry," you know, just like. But she's, she still doesn't know who. You know, a he he has completely gone against all police procedure by not having his identification, even though he was supposed to be undercover. He knew exactly what he was doing. You know, God. he was just like, "I was just arresting her." Piece so. of shit. What a fucking yeah, piece so of shit. I'm just well, going to stay on that one. And I'll be doing, by the way, I'll be doing a book tour. It will launch in Columbus. There's a good chance I'll get arrested in Columbus because I've been so adversarial to the Columbus Police Department. Yeah, Billy, we were fine on Long Island. Shit. We were fine on Long we Island. We walked right into the police department and I was like, this could go really badly. <laughs> And then Alexis is taking pictures in front of the tanks. Yeah, I, I was taking like, pictures in front of the tanks. I was like, you know what? Better get some evidence that I was here while, yeah. while we're at it. Yeah, get your kicks in when you can, you know? That's right. Yeah. Well, you'll be fine, hopefully. But Long Island, we haven't felt, forgotten about you too, Long Island. Yes. Suffolk, Suffolk in particular. Yes. Mm, yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, uh, everybody get loud, I guess, for that case because... Yes. Fuck Billy this post guy. about it in the Facebook group so people can uh, share it and go beep boop, yeah. clickety yeah. click, share it, get angry with everybody. Hashtag you know. the mayor, whatever you got to do. Yeah, fuck that guy. All right. Well, when we come back, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead guilty or not guilty? All right, welcome to On The Stand. Every week we are bringing something to the stand that we are either defending or prosecuting. We have a good discussion about it. Vote on it if it is guilty or not guilty. Bring it to Instagram. And by the way, again, our Facebook group is now pretty much an On The Stand forum because... All the posts are about it. All the posts are about On The Stands. And now people are using the poll option to make it like really easy to dis- to God. see what... <laughs> They're as addicted as we are uh, to the By truth. The, We're addicted to the truth. Do we want to also talk about our idea for Patreon for On The Stand? Yes. Uh, we haven't designated the phone number yet, but we're thinking about creating a segment of On The Stand that is similar to Worsty Firsty in that you call in, yeah. you are on the stand, and 
the three of us vote and it'll always be majority because there's three of us mm-hmm. yeah and then we we want to hear more from you i mean we're kind of bored like our ideas are fucking <laughs> we're, fascinating. we're not bored <laughs> no 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 our ideas are fascinating but i feel like you guys have different things happening to you oh. no Wait, and if i, we I vote, lo- wait time out if we vote and then they're guilty what happens to them though Mm. Nothing. Does anything happen to us when they're guilty? I don't know. Fifty hours of community service, maybe. Well, yeah, mm. we'll come up. No, okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's some kind of a prize or something to be had. We'll think about it. But yeah, you got to like state your whole case. Like, tell us why you love or hate this thing, and then we get a vote on all of your really strong opinions. So I think that's a great idea. I can't yes. wait for it. To and we're gonna start disseminating that phone number asap Soon. for you. Very yes. soon. Coming soon. All right. Well, who wants to go first? Or do you want I me do. to? Okay. Go ahead, Billy. Wow. All right. So, Billy. Yes. I do want to go first. Hype now, him up. We are, go- we are going to be talking uh, during True Crime Rewind about festivals gone wrong because we're in the middle of Coachella season. Yes. We are. We've got- Jack was uh, just Co- at Coachella. I, I'll huh? talk about it during True Crime Rewind. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, I we've got wait. Coachella first week, second week, and then we've got Stagecoach. But I want to talk about this thing that happened- with this artist named Eric Church. Okay. Now, I Eric the fact Church, that he on wears, the edge of my seat, because I have no idea what you're talking about. The fact that he okay. wears sunglasses all of the time. You know what? So does Bono. Maybe he's on and... drugs. That's he the might reason be. people do that. But like in like very dark, dark shows in the middle of the night, he's maybe still he wearing think, a sunglass. Maybe he has like face dysmorphia, and some people <laughs> only <laughs> like themselves in sunglasses. <laughs> all right. We're so off topic right now, ladies. I Here's think we're right happens. on par with what people are thinking. Yeah. He had he had a sold out show in San Antonio at the AT&T Center. Mm-hmm. But his beloved North Carolina Tar Heels were playing the Duke Blue Devils in the final four of basketball. Yeah, now, this is yeah, one yeah. of the biggest rivals in college basketball. They've never met in the final four together. So what Eric Church did is he canceled the show. And yeah. he said, I'm not doing the show. I'm sorry. This is really selfish, but I'm going to go watch with my family this big college basketball game. Fuck I want to put him. that on the stand. Because... It is a fucking insane Honestly, move. That is not like when you are a person who has a kind of responsibility where tickets are purchased to see you. I think that is the most disrespectful shit probably you've ever heard. At least lie and say you're fucking sick. But then he's yeah, gonna. Then there's would, gonna be videos of him at this fucking game. Oh, he went to the game. Yeah, yeah. he went no, to the honestly. A he's a selfish basketball game. He's a selfish fuck, and no one's to support him. Like, it, there's it, things I want to do all the time, and I can't because of work, and I'm not even famous. Now, now here's the thing: if there was, if it was something like, and I understand, yes, Duke, and, and this is for the sports people out there. Yes, Duke and North Carolina, huge rivals. They've never met in the Final Four before. North Carolina has still won recently in in the final four. It's not like it's the Chicago Cubs who hadn't won for like 80 years or whatever. It wasn't that big of a deal. It doesn't. He could have done something at his show where he was playing the the game like on the Jumbotron while he was. He could have done something really, really interesting. Yeah. But he didn't. And I'm just like, and dude, I understand what it's like to want to be with your family and things, but it's just, dude, no. But he is so, he is so fucking rich and successful that he has his own tour bus and can bring his family with him wherever he wants to go. Like he is a headlining act at a country. Like he's had, I think he's headlining stagecoach in he's next week. You, he's a fuck you money person. He's and a fuck this you is money an example person. of that. He it says has, fuck you money. I, I don't nothing, have to do this. 
It has nothing to do with family. It has to do with he's being selfish and like fucking over so many people's plans. Like people have probably traveled. They've no, probably people flew spent- in. People were talking about, yeah, you know, you fl- we flew. Sorry to cut you off, Jack. But yeah, like, yeah we flew in. It's, it's one thing to, to get a refund for your ticket. But what about my air fl- airfare and hotel and all of that? Now, and my did crushed say he- spirit because you're also- my favorite artist. And now people, I don't even look yes. at you the same way. People have probably spent like some of their the last bit of savings because they wanted to go see Eric Church. And now he just canceled it because he's a selfish little fuck or listen yes. to him when they were devastated over something and now their love for him has been shattered like yes. it goes so much beyond a ticket sale and yeah. way to let your fans down dude like you hurt that's on you you know yeah. people like connect with art so uh viscerally that i i think that like it's a responsibility for an artist not to let your fucking fans down like that because mm-hmm. people have cried listening to your songs and gotten married to your songs like that's gross. That's a yes. gross thing to do, unless it's a family fucking emergency. Yes. So I will say this: uh, North Carolina did beat Duke in the in the first game of the final. Which one? Four. Did, which one was he supporting? He was supporting North Carolina, but my Kansas Jayhawks beat North Carolina, and it made it that much sweeter. Oh, at the end, are they the winners? They're the winners. The Jayhawks are the winners. Hmm, yes. Congratulations, so, Jayhawks. Guilty. Dude, fuck Eric Church. Guilty. He didn't say, I will say this, he did say he'll be coming in September for a -a one-of-a-kind free show for everybody who brought tickets. Uh, That's not free. It's the tickets just go to that. that. I I think he's going to return the money and then do a free show. I think he realized how bad this was. No, he uh, needs to give them all like a one-on-one experience. Like you make up for that shit. Honestly. One-on-one concert for everyone. (laughs) We're going to put this out here to Eric Church. The only way to make this better is to do a meet and greet with all 15,000 fans at the show. And honestly, they should all get free tickets for life. They should. 15,000. 15, that's the only yes. way yeah. to redeem yourself. Atone and they should for get 5% of your royalties. Yeah. And then no, they all, that's too far. They <laughs> all own a piece of Eric Church, you know? <laughs> that's right. Somebody's getting those sunglasses. Right. Um, that was a great on the stand, Billy. God, Billy, yeah, I'm surprised. Right. You really brought it today. Um, I'll go next. I, I said that. I was gonna I, I said I was gonna talk about Coachella. I'll I mean we can continue the Coachella talk, but I'm putting Coachella on the stand. <gasps> Coachella defending or prosecuting? I'm prosecuting it. Oh my god, really? You know what? Coachella in 2022, we have we've really gone off the rails. We've jumped I the shark. Like, what the, the fuck is oh going god. on with Coachella? Tell me, because we haven't even had a chance. Like, you're my bestie, but we haven't even had a chance to like download from yeah. Coachella because you just got back, and then we've been planning your birthday trip, and then there's just <laughs> no room for. For, for downloads too many, about too many things going on right so tell me what was wrong listen i love coachella i've been going for the last decade i've gone I many also, times with alexis we've gone i love coachella i miss I it i love coachella too like it is this thing it's nostalgic at this point because you like walk right into it's the exact same every single year <sighs> love it you like see the same people it's like amazing there was something about 2022 coachella that really made me feel fucking old Like it was the first time that I've truly felt the disconnect from being a millennial to like the Gen Z. And it was jarring. What was it exactly? Could you put your finger on it? It was also two years too. Well, you you missed two years in between. So you, you jumped 
you know, it's it was a three-year three three jump. But two, yeah, yeah, three years I mean. so isn't enough year to make you feel like a different person. But like a lot mm. has happened. Like something happened with the pandemic, and then it, there. It, I mean, three years is almost like half of a decade, kind of round up a little bit. I mean, round up, and then <laughs> and then, then subtract the fact that our soul was sucked out the yes. last two years. Then exactly, all bets are off. Sure. Um, there was a big disconnect with fashion. And I did a TikTok recently where I was like rating all my co- like wild Coachella outfits and like they're so embarrassing. I wore leggings and a leather jacket and like all black and combat boots. And like I'm calling it a day where the same outfit both days that I went. But like the outfits were crazy, but like in a weird, everybody looked exactly the same, but like really cheap and like flashy. Like 2000s, like metallic. But like weird and unmatched like it was just very like dis everything felt disconnected are they no. bringing grunt what is no it, it was not, like do it not was be smart how do we coin it what do we what would you coin I it don't, as i don't know what it the, whatever the gen z like fashion trends that are in right now it's like unmatched like bright colors with like weird patterns and like, like whatever leopard makes, and bright green Yes. And like then a then a sneaker that's a completely different color. Yeah, that like doesn't match the vibe. But I'm like, you know what, whatever. Maybe this is And then is the butterfly thing. clips, like from Y2K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, lots yeah. of weird like shit going on. Girl shit. Okay. Kind of, but like unmatched. And they're all holding pogs. Oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> that would have changed everything. <laughs> um yeah, like a no hate. Like this is just me obviously being old and being like, what are all the kids wearing it's these days? Not. No one loves Coachella more than you. So I'm so fascinated by this response because it 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 means there is a there's a new wave. Well, there's a new wave. The fashion is just the one thing. Then the lineup is another thing. There were like n- literally no bands playing. We saw the one band that played. They're called Turnstile. They sound like Refused. They're like old. They're like nostalgic kind of 90s grunge they're amazing but other than that there was not a single band that played this entire fucking did you see any of the headliners um i watched like four songs of harry styles sorry not like a harry styles kind of gal i would have watched him just out of curiosity i'm in Mm. i'm into it i just i don't i like niall like he's my guy from one direction not a harry styles fan um and then i just don't care about anybody so it's like i feel the disconnect between me and Coachella of 2020. So that's just what I'm putting on the stand. Like, I know a lot of people love it, but like, this mm-hmm. is the year that it lost me. Honestly, yeah. if Kanye had, in fact, headlined, I would have wanted to go just for the like, the, the, the rubbernecking. Like, I would have wanted to. I'm just so fascinated by what's unfolded and, you know, horrified. There's a whole combination of feelings I feel and curiosities I feel about it. What, uh, but yeah, have, I like, agree. A, Pete, a Pete Davidson uh, like, like hologram out there. <laughs> who knows? Who fucking like, knows? Who up, fucking yeah. knows? But like, I, again, what? I, I bet you he would have. <laughs> oh yeah, he would have done like a 3D decapitation mock-up. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> he would have been like Kim dancing all sexy next to him. Like this is my wife. He could have gone all sorts of crazy. Uh, and um, I wanted to root for Kanye, but not anymore. That being said, <laughs> that being said, uh, I am fascinated by your experience, Jack. Yeah, it was it was very bizarre. I just felt the disconnect, and you know, it just I'm like, mm, not for me, not for mm. me anymore. You lost me. Other festival, I'll still go to a festival. I love a festival, no, see, but like, you know, I, I think you know what. In in your mid thirties, this is what happens. Who you start, says mid thirties? I've been you saying start liking South by Southwest <laughs> is the festival to go to. It's I not went to Coachella. South by Southwest. It's not really a festival. I mean, it's South no, by Southwest like, is so detached. Yeah, it's detached, but there are great shows that you can go to see, and then you can go take a nap in the middle of them. Billy, I think because, it's changed yeah. since the last time you've went. 
It has. No. Well, South by well, Southwest not. is like a showcase. There's just like mini shows everywhere. Yeah, and yeah it's like mini shows. There, there's like like 200 clubs, and then there's there's bands yeah. at all those clubs. Yeah. Jackson, you know what? Mini shows, not many. Yeah. No, well, many there's many. Mini there's many many shows. Um. No, but like maybe it, like I'm I'm really into like the idea of like a bottle rock, like a nice wine festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the one like, that's in San Francisco. That's the outside one. Outside Lands. Oh, yeah. Outside Lands is fun too. I'm down mm-hmm. to start like retiring the Coachella thing and exploring the others. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maybe listen. Octo- Oktoberfest in Germany. That's what I want. Oh, I've always wanted to. I mean, that's not a music festival, but yes, I've always wanted to go to Oktoberfest. There's festival. music there. Don't... <laughs> Don't besmirch the, the Dude, no, there's they've music. Got accordions. Bands they've got accordions for all yeah. Over oh, yeah. at, at Oktoberfest. No, I love okay, it. Okay, so we're gonna okay. say guilty, guilty on Coachella. Guilty. Yeah. Kids kids Ugh. go have fun. Complain about that it takes two hours to get there from your hotel. Wait, so we say guilty, right? Yeah, yeah. obviously. Guilty. Okay, so mine goes completely in the opposite direction of the directions you two have gone. Um I work in an office and in the office there's a, a bathroom down the hall and like several suites share it. Uh-huh. And sometimes I go into the bathroom to pee or something and there's a person sitting in the big handicap stall. And that's my favorite stall because I like to like put my stuff down and like, what you know, have a little personal space. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, there's someone on the phone while they're sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Almost once I, I see, I hear it almost once a week, and I, I I encounter this person almost once a week. So I'm like, imagine how much they actually do it, right? right? Like if I see it once a week, and I'm I work from home a couple, you know, sometimes once a week, sometimes twice. I I don't go in there a lot. So I'm like, if I catch you doing this when I'm not even here that much, I think it's the most bizarre thing, and I think it's jarring and a little invasive. I'm like. Trying to pee. I'm trying to center myself. Yeah. Wash my hands. This is supposed to be sort of, they call it a restroom. It's supposed to be an oasis. And in fact, <laughs> it's anything but. <laughs> it's anything but. An oasis, she says. That's right. Uh, from at least my office, right? Uh, yeah. So I'm putting on the stand, talking on the phone while That's... you're sitting on the toilet in a public restroom, in a restroom that is not your own at home. Because don't lie, everyone. You've talked on the phone and put your phone on mute at opportune times yeah, and like pretended you were not on the toilet. And in your own home, that's fine. Whatever you got to do. Now, I but s- in an no, office environment, to be on the phone with your Nana while you're going to the bathroom for like 30 minutes while people are just trying to escape their office for just a mere moment. It just seems like a lot. <laughs> I, I have a few questions. Is this person actually like using the bathroom while I they're doing this? I look underneath and I see pants around the ankles, which is another crazy thing. I've okay. never, ever let my pants fall around my ankles like like a crazy, <laughs> like they're always sitting at my knees. Like, like they're I would, puddled around her ankles puddled like she's posted up and it's like I would keep I keep my pants or skirt or whatever like at my knees like I would never let them bunch up at my ankles like I'm fucking what if someone bursts in no it's insane <laughs> <laughs> like I keep like, it the right, most vulnerable keep, you could ever be in that right, moment is I your keep, you can't even run away because you have like little like handcuffs around your legs I literally put my pants down just to like the top of my thighs like there's no uh yeah. skin showing right like just where it's not touching it's just a cr- it was a cr- it's a crazy approach to using the bathroom in an office building like um, pants around ankles on the phone yeah. with nana and 
fucking raging. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, it's just there. Are, <laughs> I have so many like like if she's actually like doing the thing that would take you that long to be on the phone for that long while she's talking to Nana. Like that is a fucking crazy thing to do. I'm assuming she's just using it as her like time. But like also, why are the pants down? This is an investigation that I think we need to get into no, because no, I have no, so many. No, no I have no so many questions. Need, That's the, the no commitment. The commitment with the ankles, the, the pants around the ankles is something I've never seen but it could be real it could be real it could be like some people have to wait for like a long time to make something happen happen. yeah and they're like well this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna sit here with the pants around my ankles and and catch it with my um distant family like (laughs) nana in in croatia or or texas wherever they are and it's just like long conversations and it's oh and they put it on speaker it's on speaker not that Mm, yeah yeah that's how i know it's nana (laughs) <laughs> like I know this woman. All right, well, Nana, if you're listening, uh, please she's join not. Patreon. She's it would not be wonderful. For you. Please join but, Patreon. Um... Anyways, so on the stand, um, shared bathroom, phone call. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's shared good. bathroom, the ankles. Anybody having anybody having a conversation for me in in public really that hasn't like ducked into it th- or something i'm i don't like dude i won't even do a phone call in my office i have to go billy when we shared an office i would go into a different office to make a phone call i don't even mm-hmm. i don't even do a phone call like if somebody calls me in my apartment and jared's here i will go into the other room me because too. it's such it's awkward it's rude it's rude it's just, I'm like, you don't need to be hearing any of this. Also, I'm awkward on the phone. Like, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to hear it. Because most of my job is like calling strangers. I'm like, hello, sir. My name is Alexis. And I'm calling because I want to know your whole life story. Yeah. And you don't want to tell it. Like, but even if it was just calling Nana, like, in the bathroom, that's also, that's disrespect. Yeah. Yes. Nana, Nana deserves more. Disrespect that's right. for Nana. Nana's just happy she's getting the phone call, too. Let's be mm, honest. Maybe. Uh, all right. So we're going to say guilty on that. Gilbert's guilty. Triple yes. guilty today, my friends. All right, all right. Well, this was a very passionate on the stand that I really appreciate from Maybe all one us. of our best. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate it. Everyone was very passionate. So I love that. Can't wait for people to vote. Um, all right. Well, when we come back, it is time for some True Crime Rewind. It's almost summer, and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on TheRealReal.com. TheRealReal is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to True Crime Rewind. Festivals gone wrong. Dun, dun, dun. We have a festival going on right now, uh, Coachella. It's in the middle of Coachella right now. 
Uh, has anything gone wrong in Coachella uh, since you've been there? Um, like big things. Well, Kanye dropped out. Yeah, but that was pre. Yeah, there weren't any big. Didn't cause a riot or anything. No. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nothing. No? Nothing okay. crazy right. so far. Well, this weekend is weekend too. So who knows? So who knows? Who knows what could happen? All right. Yeah. So um, want to talk about Altamont? Altamont is probably the very first uh, concert festival that went awry. So you had Woodstock in 1969. Which kind of did go awry, but it went awry in a good way. Yes, you did have people that were taking the brown acid, which was bad. You did have people, they, they, you know, breaking in because they did have tickets and they were just going in there. But at the end of the day, it was a positive experience and everybody loved it. Now, the Rolling Stones missed Woodstock and they were, and people were complaining about their high ticket prices. So that was even a thing back then. Not I just, wonder how much they were, like five bucks? Yeah, it was probably like, five, yeah, like you're charging six bucks. What the hell, Nick? So they were keen to show that they were a group of the people. So they got a bunch of West Coast bands together. And this was going to be like the Woodstock of the West. And originally it was going to be at like San Jose University. And San Jose said no. And then they were going to do it at Golden Gate Park, which is a beautiful park. It's got trees and grass. It's right at the edge of the city. But two days before the concert, the plans were scrapped because they didn't have permits. The police were already having trouble with the hippies in Haight-Ashbury, which is right near um, Golden Gate Park. So they needed a new venue. So think about this. They're going to have 300,000 people showing up to a show that they're going to get together in two days. Mm-mm. Two days. Mm-mm. So that's automatically, forget about anything else that you've heard about Altamont. This is a recipe for disaster. So in two days, they set up an event at a brand new space. It was going to be free. Who was going to play? Santana. Was that Rob Thomas, by the way? Um, Jefferson Airplane, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, the Flying Burrito Brothers, and the Rolling Stones, and the what Grateful is the, Dead. The Flying Burrito Brothers. I'm really into this. Flying band. Burrito Brothers were, were good. They God, were. That's, oh, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. appetizing. Frankly, I mean, why have they not started a chain? Maybe they have, <laughs> but like, sounds so good. So here's one of the things that happens. The first thing that happens that is bad is that they didn't have time to build a stage. So the stage that they actually had on there was just 39 inches high. So think about that. Think about you were just at Coachella. Oh, no. The stage is 39 inches high. That's it. So they didn't have scaffolding or anything like that. So you put people on the stage and the crowd could completely jump on the stage and and it would be mayhem. I mean, so 39 needed... inches is like one big step. Like you could yeah. just do that in one step and yes, you're on you the stage. you could do that in one step. It's nothing, right? So they needed security. So who do you ask if you want security at a, a show that's going to have like 300,000 people in 1969? Oh, the fucking, uh, oh my God. Beatles? The motorcycle guys. Yeah, you, you asked the Hells Angels. Yes. Obviously, yes. You, you're very good. That you know how. Oh, I misheard, exactly the, what you I misheard the question. <laughs> what, wait, what did you say? The Beatles? The Beatles. <laughs> hey, Paul. I don't I think thought, we should like, be here. I thought the question was like, who would everyone want to see in 1969? <laughs> yeah, who do you want to do security? The Beatles? Those little guys? There's a lot of acid going around. It's not good. All right, so. Oh, my God. So people were going back and forth, actually, as to whether this was this was actually the real um, deal, whether this was this happened. But they were going to be paid in five hundred dollars in beer. 
Now, this isn't $500 in beer that they were going to get in the future. This is the $500 in beer that they had on a truck that was right there. So Amazing. they were going to drink it right there. That's a, sense, also, right? that's $500 a beer. What year was it? 1969. It's a lot of beer. Yeah. Hella beer money. $500 a beer at Coachella is seven beers, I think, right now. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. See, $500 beers, in yeah. beer is like you've already spent that before you even fucking got there. <laughs> so um, the, the angels said no. We didn't say that we were going to be security. They said that they would just sit on the edge of the stage so nobody would climb over us. And we would drink the beer until the show was over. And that's what they were going to do. So the show starts. The angels are drinking their free beer. Santana comes on. Santana's chill. You're not going to riot during Santana. No. Jefferson Airplane comes on, and (laughs) uh, Marty Ballon of Jefferson Airplane jumps off the stage and is punched in the head and and knocked unconscious by a Hell's Angel during the band set. Mm. So, well, that backfired. That's not good. (laughs) Yeah. Also, wait, I did the inflation calculator. That is $4,000 worth of beer that they are drinking at one time. Not enough, though. Yeah, for like enough. for yeah. security, like no wonder he punched a member of Jefferson M- Airplane. Like the well, Hells Angels were like, gets, I'm being screwed over. It gets worse. All right, oh, so no. the Grateful Dead were supposed to come on after Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and they saw the fight that happened with Jefferson Airplane, and they said, "We're out of here. We're not playing this." You know, know. so they made the right call to be the like, Grateful we're Dead not left. Doing this thing. Yeah, the Grateful Dead just left. Wow. They said we're Jeez. not doing it. So during Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young set, Stephen Stills was reportedly stabbed in the leg by a Hell's Angel oh my with a sharpened God. bicycle spoke. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That That's is going to give you tetanus. Wild. <laughs> wild. A sharpened bicycle st- spoke. Yes. That means that right. they, Not just it wasn't casual. just lying around. Right. They, yeah. yeah. Use so another then, piece of metal to, or, or flint or something to sharpen it. Yeah. So then you've got... You know, what What better to calm down a crowd than have the Rolling Stones come on stage, right? Stones come on stage. They start with Jumpin' Jack Flash. Third song is Sympathy for the Devil. Fights break out. Mick Jagger is trying to tell everybody to chill out. They stop the, st- the song in the middle of it. Then they restart it. And then they actually play a few more songs. And then there's another fight. And at one point, the Hells Angels get into a scuffle with an 18-year-old named Meredith Hunter, who's actually, that's a boy, actually. It's a man's name. Meredith so, is a boy's name. It was then. Everything was a boy's God, name. God, men take everything from us. No, well, we took that name <laughs> Meredith? from a guy. <laughs> Meredith. God, that's shocking. <laughs> All right, so um, and uh, Meredith Hunter, he's actually wearing this bright lime green suit, nice. and he's right in the front of the crowd. And then you see him kind of try to climb on stage, and he pulls out a long-barreled twenty-two caliber revolver from Ooh. inside his jacket. And then a Hell's Angel named Alan Passaro sees him do this, and then he takes a knife from his belt. He charges at Hunter, and then with his left hand, and then starts st- and stabs him twice um, with his right hand, actually killing him. Boom! And this was all recorded. This is all on film. Oh my god! And Ugh. it made it into the into into the movie. Did they ever? Oh wait, there was a documentary about it. There absolutely is. Yeah, it's called Gimme Shelter, and you should all check it out. Rolling Stone called this rock and roll's all-time worst day. December 6th, a day when everything went perfectly wrong. Oh, ooh. And, yes. I like that. And Mysterious. Um, so yes. now there's one thing that I did find. So I knew all this, but I didn't know this is that in 2008, apparently there was an FBI agent who said that there were members of the Hell's Angels that wanted to kill Mick Jagger. 
in retribution for the way that they were portrayed in the movie Gimme Shelter. And here's how they were going mm. to kill him. They were going to use a boat and approach a residence that Jagger was staying on on Long Island. But then the boat sunk in a storm. Yeah, you can't beat Mick that's Jagger, a movie guys. Right there. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen that. I know. Movie. That sounds, that sounds yeah, yeah. very interesting. It so, sounds like the ether stepped in because yeah. Mick Jagger is like a protected entity. Yes. Wow. Well, that was so interesting. I don't even think we need any more. I think that that pretty much I does it. I think that's it. You, you, you all know about Fire Festival. We've talked about Woodstock 99. That is it. Wow. I love all that. Thanks. That yes. was a great new wrinkle in my brain. Well, yes. So that was one of the worst things that some people did that day. But we're going to find out the worst things that you people have done next. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Hey, everyone. We're here to uh, bear witness to your confessions, frankly. And we've been really long-winded this episode. We're going to try to fit as many of these in as we can today. But that being said, it might only just be one because this one we have. <laughs> Why'd you just say that? This yeah, one. We're trying to fit as many as we in. But it might just, it be, might one. just be one. Because this is what let it's me... like, by the way, to deal hey, with Alexis. Hey, 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 hey. Whoa, wait, let me quote Pam. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's Pam uh, Hup for anyone yes. who doesn't know. No, I was going to say one might be enough based on this one yeah all right hey guys i just did something like my worst nightmare um i got a new job which is exciting so i was going to my onboarding uh appointment at the hospital where they do blood work and they give you you know a new flu shot and things like that and they do a drug test but the hospital that I just got um, hired is, like, gigantic, like, huge. Like, there's shuttles to get around. And I got lost, and I was trying to make my appointment. And I have IDS, controlled-ish. And um, my stomach just hurts so bad. But there was no time to stop for a bathroom. And... Oh my God. So anyway, I make it. They're taking care of my stuff. And then I had to do a drug test. And I'm sure people know that you can't flush the toilet. And there's like a dye, like a blue dye in there to make sure like people aren't being sketchy. And anyway, so I go in there and I'm trying to concentrate to pee. And it's always been my nightmare to go number two while doing a drug test. And it happened. It happened, and I was horrified. And I just, I had to let them know. And I was like, can I please flush the toilet? And they're like, what? And I had to tell her that there was number two. And I held up two fingers. Like, she didn't, like... Like, I did number two and, like, showed two fingers. Like, what the fuck was I thinking, guys? And at the same time, I'm having a panic attack, like, pins and needles. My skin got cold. I probably looked like I was going to pass out. Um, I did pass my drug test. 
and I got the job and I pray to God I never see those people again. And I just really hope someone somewhere out there has had this happen to them too because I just I just don't know how to go on about this except to share with all of the firsties and you guys. Um yeah, and that's probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me right now. Oh my gosh. You know what I love about this conundrum that you were in is that like a drug overdose and stomach issues often have a lot of the same symptoms. Yeah. It's like cold sweats, looking pale, panic Nausea. attacks. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, does she have IBS or is she addicted to drugs? Like mm. anything could be possible. Yeah. But here you go. Mm. The beauty of all of this is that you are literally doing this at a medical facility. I'm sure they've seen it all. Oh, yeah. And I love that you bore all to us. Um, and I resonate with that. What a what a fearful situation. What a scary, like, I mean, someone's witnessing you use a restroom. First of all, that's invasive and scary and awkward. Yeah. Right? And then you're like... You were driving across town knowing you're like, shit, if I don't have an extra 20 minutes, I'm in trouble because like I'm literally going to have to like pee in a cup and uh, I get it. I get the I get the fear with all this. I mean, the thing is, my question, did Nana hear it, though? Nana wasn't there. (laughs) She didn't call her Nana because she has manners. What a full circle moment. She Um, has manners. So she would never call her Nana during a bathroom trip. No, seriously, that that is you 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 like Alexis said. They've seen everything. So that's the one good thing about doctors. It's like you can literally tell them anything. I'm like bored by it. You could yeah. be like one, one in a million chance. Doc. Honestly, you could you could tell them the most psycho shit you've ever done about putting things in orifices or they they are desensitized. They do not mm-hmm. care. They're just like, yeah. how do I not get a malpractice suit? Like I want to give you the best care because mm-hmm. I don't want a malpractice suit. That's all they care about. All right. Well, I think that that's all we really needed for the end of this episode. It's been it's been packed full of shit, you know. Yeah. And there's only one thing missing. No pun intended. Worsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No pun intended. Packed full of shit. Right. So there's only one thing left, I guess, huh? Jack? Yeah. What is it, Lex? Mm. It's called uh, the Constanza stanza and uh, the Constanza. Constanza and. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've used this title before, but this is a new poem. Oh. Being George is a prison. Have I used that? Maybe. Doesn't matter. It's just a title. A first you'll let us know. Well, here we go. And it's it's in keeping with the theme of the episode. Get it, everyone? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Being George is a prison because my life is a crime. You should just lock me up as I tell you this rhyme. Entombed in this carcass that's stocky and round, <laughs> I'd be much better off buried under the ground. Mm. Lock me up for my crimes, put me into the prison, because my crimes themselves should be in a book by John Grisham. <laughs> wow. Nice. And we did a mini segment with John Grisham. Don't ask me what, what uh, episode that was, but we did, have done it. We did. Nice. Again, we, another we have his res- moment for us. We have his respect. We do. <laughs> he loves us. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye, Billy. This has been Bye, a- Nana. <laughs> Bye, Nana. Bye, everyone. Oh.